Welcome to the Bay Area Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to make passionate, maturing followers of Jesus from here to the nations. We hope you will be changed by this message and invite you to visit us in the greater Annapolis area. If you would like to learn more about our church and ministries, please visit our website at bayareacc.org. Some people are beach people. Other people might be more into the mountains. I'm definitely a beach person. Actually, I came to faith on the beaches of Florida, not unlike this beach. When we lived in Gdansk, Poland, we were at the Baltic Sea, and we used to take our kids regularly to the beach. I don't know, there's something about the pounding of the waves, seeing God's creation, that always inspires me. And then one of the reasons that I love it is not only because it puts on display the power of God, but there's actually a metaphor in the wave. As I look out over these waves, I'm reminded that waves just don't happen. Water left to itself is gonna be placid. In order for a wave to happen, an outside source has to come upon it, and that source is the wind. When the wind blows across the surface of the water, it fashions ripples. And if there's a strong enough wind, it forms waves. The reason that I love this metaphor, this image, is because the word for wind and the word for spirit is actually the same word in the Bible. And just like waves don't happen by themselves, we don't experience the power of God apart from God's Spirit coming upon us, blowing upon the waters of our lives. It's the wave of God's Spirit coming upon us in a fresh way, taking us for a ride according to the paths and the directions that He has for us as a church. And so to try to, to, try to illustrate this, I'm gonna try to ride a wave, surf a wave. Now, I've never done this before. I have no idea how it's going to go. I just know it takes all-in commitment. I'm a little bit afraid. There's part of me that doesn't want to do it. But I want to be all-in for the wave of God's Spirit at Bay Area. And so I'm all-in on this surfboard. Here we go. I'm willing to be a fool for Jesus' sake. So, here we go. Let's do this thing. Let's take the waves. Let's ride the waves. I'm actually a bit nervous and uptight about this. My smile can be deceiving. There's part of me that really doesn't want to do it, but I'm, I'm doing it. Taking it for the team. Right in the face, right in the eyes. Water, yeah, well, I turned around and boom. <laughs> I 
so fired up about this particular season in the life of our church. I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Let me tell you why. First, it's because of God and the greatness of God. And God is absolutely worthy of glorifying himself through us. And it's because we as a church are about Jesus. And we can't take that for granted. We are Jesus people. We love Jesus, want to follow Jesus, want to become like Jesus. And it's because we're all about people. Because God is about people and God loves people. And all around us are people who are lost without Christ. And God wants the people of our church to become disciples and become more like Jesus and to use us. People matter. They matter to God, they matter to us. And because we're about the nations, God is the God of the nations. Every tribe, ethnic group, people, tongue, it's all important to God. And he wants to use us beyond what we can imagine to spread the good news of his glory, of his gospel, all around the world. That's the wave that's coming upon us. It's a wave of his undeserved grace, wave after wave, coming upon those who stand in awe of who he is. Listen to the waves pounding against the shore. That's a picture. The wind of God's spirit is creating huge waves for us as a church to ride. God's wave is coming in on us as a church, I believe like never before. I am absolutely convinced and we as a church are gonna paddle out. We're gonna take a surfboard and paddle out into the deep part of the ocean and look for the biggest waves we can possibly ride and ride them for the glory of God and for the advancement of his kingdom. And I am so excited to see where this ride is going to take us as a church. Well, <laughs> took one for the team, didn't I? Took it up for the team. Well, I, welcome to Vision Sunday. I couldn't be more excited to share with you about the amazing ride that God has for us. God wants to do incredible things. God, His Spirit, coming upon us as His people, a part of Bay Area Community Church, riding the wave of His Spirit to do incredible faith-stretching things that the kingdom of God would be advanced. And so this morning, I really want to talk to those of us who would answer this question. If someone came to you and they asked you this, what church do you attend? If your answer is Bay Area Community Church, then this message is for you. Or if your answer is, I'm considering making Bay Area Community Church my home church, then this is for you. Because the wave of God's Spirit wants to come upon us and be involved in seeing thousands of people 
come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. God's Spirit wants to use you and me to help restore marriages and to renew families and to see the kingdom of God advance in every sphere of society from the marketplace to education to government to arts and recreation to science and technology to media and sports. God wants the kingdom of God to advance in all of those arenas. And you do know that God is great and mighty and awesome. Those are the three adjectives that are most commonly associated with God in the Old Testament. He's great. He's mighty. He's awesome. Nothing is impossible for our God. And you are aware that Jesus Christ is unrivaled. He is preeminent. There is none like him. And he died, I'm going to get theological, a substitutionary death for you and for me. He took our sin debt upon himself in exchange for his righteousness. And you are aware that if you have placed your faith in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit residing inside you which means you have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Now, if all of this is true, then whatever vision God has for his people, it's got to be big. It's got to be glorious. God is glorified by big dreams that are authored by him. So this is really not about us this is really not about Bay Area Community Church. It's about God and how God wants to use you and me for the advancement of his kingdom. In Luke chapter 1, verse 50, there's, this is written, His mercies flows in wave after wave on those who were in awe before him. Let's be a people that are in awe before the Lord God Almighty. Now, in John chapter 3, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. And in this context, he says something very interesting in verse 8. Jesus says these words, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Here Jesus makes an analogy between the wind and the Spirit. And in the Bible, the same word translated for wind is the same word for Spirit. And what Jesus says is, you know the wind because you hear its sound. But you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. When you came to trust Jesus, the wind of God's Spirit moved upon your life so that you exercised believing faith. And that same wind, the wind of God's Spirit for everyone who has trusted in him, wants to move across the waters of our life and create giant waves for us to ride for the glory of God. And so you and I are going to take a surfboard and we are going to paddle out 
and try to find the biggest waves that are being blown by God's Spirit and ride them for the glory of God. Now, this is Vision Sunday, so let me just remind you of a few things this morning. First of all, we are about Jesus. If I only had one word to describe our church, it would be the word Jesus. We're Jesus people. We love Jesus. We want to follow Jesus. If I had two words to describe our church, they would be the words, make disciples. We are a church that is all about being followers of Jesus and making disciples of Jesus. If I had just one sentence to describe our church, it would be our mission statement. Our mission statement, well, read it with me, making passionate, maturing followers of Jesus from here to the nations. That wasn't with much energy or gusto, but I've got too much to say to get you to, to have you repeat it again. But every word is important in this mission statement, and this is what we as a church are about. And for the last 30 years... God has been refining his vision for us as his people. In 1989, my wife and I were visiting Bay Area Community Church. We were serving in Poland at the time, but we came to visit the founding pastor and his wife. And we were here in 1989 at the community college. I picked up a welcome brochure. And in that welcome brochure, it laid out the vision of our church. This is the vision of the founding fathers of Bay Area. And here's the way it read in that brochure. It is our vision to present the claims of Christ to every person in this region and to play a part in the complete fulfillment of the Great Commission in this generation. In other words, it was the vision of this church from the very beginning to give everyone in this region, as many people as possible, the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And it was the early vision to play a part in the complete fulfillment of the Great Commission. The Great Commission is a reference to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus says, go and make disciples of all the nations. And there was a sense of urgency because they wanted to see this happen in this generation, in our lifetime. And they would go on to list three results of this vision. And they are big. The results are this. They want to be able to articulate the gospel in every segment of society. The arts and education, the business sector, politics, media. They wanted to see a congregation of 10,000 people at Bay Area Community Church. And they envisioned the planting of 100 new churches. That is a big, magnanimous, humongous vision. 1989. Fast forward 14 years. It's now 2003. And I was in a funk. You know, occasionally uh, we get in a funk. I was in a funk. I was talking to one of our elders about this. And in the course of that conversation, God just broke into my life. And he gave me the absolute conviction that the vision that he had for our church is for every single person, 
everyone who considers Bay Area Community Church their church home. And so from that point on, I begin to pray this prayer. Lord, bring the people you want to Bay Area and take away the people you don't want. And so the prayer is that everyone who considers Bay Area their church home, that they would be a part of the vision that God has for us as his church. Fast forward 14 more years. It's now 2017, and I'm on sabbatical, and after an extended time of prayer, I hear this word more, more. And then I read in Luke chapter 19, and in that chapter, I sense that God was inviting us to more as a church, that he is inviting us, calling us to be a 10 mina people. So the vision that God has for us, it's big. It's magnanimous. It goes back to 1989. It's for every single one of us, and it involves more, exceeding abundantly more than what we could think or imagine. Big plans that are grounded in the nature of who God is, that are focused on the centrality of Jesus and the gospel, that are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Those are God-honoring plans. And this is what God has for us as a church. Okay. Now, let's talk about the vision. And I'm going to break it down as simply as I can. And if I had three words to describe the vision that God wants for us as a church, here are the words. You, 440, and nations. You, 440,000, and the nations. Let's talk about them. First, you. Every person who considers Bay Area their home, you and me, I want you to know that we are for you and we are with you. That our mission is making passionate, maturing followers of Jesus. In other words, we want to do everything in our power to help you become a PMFJ. A passionate, maturing follower of Jesus. And so I want to ask you this morning, is that true of you? Are you a passionate, maturing follower of Jesus? Now, I pray for you. I pray for our church. And I love you. You know, you, you fall in love with the thing, things that you pray for, the people that you pray for. And so I become burdened. I become burdened when I see us so easily led astray to misplaced priorities. And I become burdened when we very subtly dethrone the Lord Jesus Christ and put self back on the throne. And when idols of the world are sitting on the thrones of our hearts and this becomes a great burden because it is God's desire for all of us to be all that God designed us to be. God has the very best for us. God is a God of blessing and a God of flourishing. In Psalm 67 verse 1, this is how I pray for you. God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. When God is blessing us, that's life at its best. 
When God is shining his face upon us, it's because we're in a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. And we're growing and experiencing more and more of his presence in our life. And with his presence, that does not mean the absence of problems. It does not mean the absence of trials and struggles. But it does mean the presence of his shalom, his blessings, his very best for us. And this is exactly what God wants. And this is why every ministry of our church is designed for you to become a follower of Jesus, a growing follower of Jesus. Whether it is this gathering here this morning, whether it is our missional communities, our marriage ministry, our children or students, our women's ministry, our men's ministry, short-term mission trips the care network, whatever it might be, at the heart of it, it is a desire for you and me to be all that Jesus wants us to be. He's a good God. He's a loving God. And he has the absolute best. And he wants to bless us. And he wants to use us. The quality and impact of your life is determined by the depth of your relationship with Jesus. That's a fact. You want to have a great life? You got to go deeper with Jesus. And the deeper you go, the, more, the higher the quality of your life and the more astounding it is that God uses you in great ways. Now, when I think about this, I think about this one couple in our church, Steve and Eileen Crabb. Eileen Crabb started coming to Bay Area in 1988. Over 30 years ago. At that time, she was dating Steve. And so she got Steve to start coming. And a year later, in 1989, they were married at Bay Area. And for the last 30 years, they have been a part of our church. And Steve and Eileen have served in every ministry, I think, that this church has ever offered. I mean, back in the day, they were involved in setup and teardown at the community college and at uh, Broadneck High School and at Annapolis High School. And they've been involved in, we used to call them home groups back in that day, home groups and missional communities and the Mercy Ministry and the women's ministry. At least Eileen was involved in the women's ministry. And uh, they've been involved in global missions, And for the last seven years, Steve and Eileen have been part of the anchor, the core of our children's ministry, the Deep Blue. And every Sunday, they have been in there loving on the one-year-olds and the three-year-olds. And hundreds of your kids have passed through the loving arms of Steve and Eileen Crabb. They've raised their family here. They've grown greatly over the years here. And then something happened. About 10 months ago, Jorge Solizarno, at that time one of our residents, stood right here and gave a message. And during that message, he talked about this future church that was going to be planted known as Axis Church. And as they heard Jorge talk about Axis Church, there was an internal struggle. See, what was happening? The wave of God's Spirit was coming upon them, calling them out into the deep, 
calling them to surf a brand new wave. And there's a struggle because they love Bay Area. And they've raised their children here. Their two adult grown children, Rebecca and Julia, are still at Bay Area. They're still involved with children and students' ministry. But this morning, at about 7 a.m., they were over at the middle school of Annapolis Area Christian setting up for the children's ministry because Steve and Eileen are the leaders of the children's ministry for Axis Church. And this morning, I didn't... I think there were about 25 kids that were dropped off into the loving hands of Steve and Eileen. And I think about it and I think, yes, yes, that is exactly the kind of church that we want to be. Eileen texted me this week and she wrote this, we aren't really leaving Bay Area. We're just continuing our faith journey through helping to to birth a daughter church. We want to continue to have the Holy Spirit lead us even if it gets uncomfortable. So the vision that God has, first of all, it's for you. It's for every single one of us who calls Bay Area home. God wants to use you and we are for you and we are with you. Now the second thing, the second word is the word 440,000. What does that mean? Well... In our county, Anne Arundel County, by our own research, we estimate that there are at least 440,000 people in this county who do not know Jesus as personal Savior and Lord. Anne Arundel County has about 560,000 residents, and we estimate that more than 440,000 have no saving relationship with Jesus. That means they are destined for a Christ less eternity. And I want you to know that is not okay. Our mission statement is making passionate, maturing followers of Jesus from here, right where we are. And we believe that God has sovereignly orchestrated the events in which he has providentially placed you and I right here in this county for such a time as this to be a part of this church family to make a difference in the 440. As a matter of fact, there is such a great sense of urgency. And you know, because we are a little bit incubated here at our church, we often think that things are going okay out there, but they're not. This year alone... 6,000 churches will close their doors, 6,000. It's estimated that less than 20%, probably about 18% of all of the people in the United States now attend church. And this year, 2.7 million church members will become inactive. They'll stop going. 64% of young adults between 18 and 29 who were raised in the church no longer attend church. And just to keep up with the population growth, we need 10,000 more churches right now. So the situation is not good. There's this huge sense of urgency. And so we're asking the Lord, Lord, 
What do you want us to do about it? What is your plan for us? Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2. God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth. We want to see his way known throughout Anne Arundel County. So here's how we're going to do it. You ready? This is how. The first thing is this. Everyone a missionary. Everyone a sent one. You see, the missionary force is not the dozen global mission partners that we have out there. The missionary force is the 2,400 people that show up every weekend here. That's the missionary force. And each and every one of us are to see ourselves as missionaries sent out by God. And this is why I love this story of Luke Macris, who lives as a missionary and shares with one of his co-workers the most important message that could ever be shared. I want you to see this video of Elvis. Growing up in Puerto Rico, me and my parents, we will occasionally go to church. And fast forward about a year ago, me and my co-worker Luke, as we both work for Southwest Airlines, we opened up to these awesome spiritual conversations. One day he decided to offer me this awesome book called The Chapter a Day for the Rest of My Life. And he introduced me to this awesome, beautiful, amazing church called the Bay Area Community Church, where I got really interested, I got intrigued. and. One day, he and I had this conversation about, do you believe in Jesus? And in that moment, I said, yes, I do. And we decided to pray about it, where I felt this awesome presence, this joy, this greatness right next to me as we were both praying. And in that moment, I decided to accept Jesus as my Savior. And then just, yeah, you can clap for that. That's... And then here's some pictures of Elvis being baptized. Luke is standing there next to him. And here's what I love about this. This is what I love about this story. Luke is simply following Jesus into the marketplace where Jesus has led him. And Jesus has orchestrated just the right people to be around Luke. And Luke, in a very natural way, begins to bring up spiritual things. And then he asks this penetrating question. Here's the question. Do you believe in Jesus? He has the courage to drop the J word on him, right? Have you ever asked anybody that question? Do you believe in Jesus? When you see yourself as a missionary, as a sent one, you embody the gospel and you verbalize the gospel. And if you've never asked that question to anyone, do you believe in Jesus? Please do it this week. <laughs> Please do it this week. Take a faith step. Find somebody and say, hey, I just got a question for you. Do you believe in Jesus? And then just be quiet and see how they respond to it. The 440 are going to be reached as every single one of us live as missionaries 24-7 in every sphere of society. Secondly, God is going to reach the 440 through our children and through our students. God is going to lead people to faith through the children of this church. As those children, 
develop friendships with other children. And then the parents of those other children get to know the parents of this church. Then there are going to be natural conversations. And people are going to start coming here who've never been here before, never been to church. And they're going to meet Jesus And we are so committed to the next generation. We do not want to lose our children. And we want to see our children and our students be salt and light. There are 12 high schools in Anne Arundel County. We want to send students from our church to every high school to be salt and light. So through the students and through the children, the 440 are going to be reached. And then through missional communities. Missional communities are missionary families that love God back, that love one another, that love their neighbors. And right now we have some 50 missional communities. Alan Smith is our missional community pastor. About eight months ago, he came to me and said, you know, Greg, we really should have one missional community for every 1,000 lost people. I thought about that. I said, that really resonated with me. I thought, that sounds great. One MC for every 1,000. So now we're praying for 440 missional communities spread out amongst all of the campuses that the Lord is going to birth. Missional communities, a way to reach the 440. And not only that... But we are all about launching campuses and birthing churches. If you were here three weeks ago, you saw this. The core team of Odenton and the core team of Axis up on the stage as we're praying God's blessing on them. And so by the multiplying of churches, planting more and more churches, more people are going to be reached. And by launching campuses... Throughout Anne Arundel County, we're going to see hundreds and thousands of people reach for the gospel. This is a map that shows some of the locations that we're currently praying over that God in the years ahead would use us to launch fresh expressions of church. Okay, I know I'm coming fast and furious at you, so take a breath. Let's review here, right? The vision is big. It involves everyone. And it's more than what we could imagine because God is great. The vision involves you and everyone who calls Bay Area their home. And the vision involves the 440,000 people that do not know Jesus. That is not okay with us. That they don't have the opportunity to hear a clear presentation of the gospel. There's one more aspect. And that aspect is the nations. God is is the God of the nations. He does not love the United States of America more than all the other nations of the world. Sorry to burst your bubble. That's not the way it works. God loves all peoples, all tribes, all tongues. And when you study the Bible, you see a thread that runs from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It is the thread of the nations, that God has a grand redemptive plan for the nations. And one day, Revelation 5, Revelation 7, Revelation 20 and 21, there will be a great ingathering of people from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation, and we will worship at the feet of Jesus together. And in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus summarizes all this when he says, 
Go and make disciples of all the nations. Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2 says, God, it's a prayer. Let's read it together. Let's read it. God, be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among your salvation among all nations. God has a heart for all nations. And so it is his intended purpose that he use you and I, this church, and actually every church, this is his desire, to advance his gospel all around the world. And this is why we as a church have divided the globe up into 17 regions. And we are praying that God will raise up godly apostolic global mission partners for these 17 regions. And quite frankly, this might be too small. God might actually want us in like 200 regions. But we're starting with 17. And we envision places like Poland where a dynamic church planter named Tomiko Tremba is starting a movement of churches. Or Sergei Chervonenko in Moscow the president of Moscow Evangelical Seminary, sending out hundreds of men and women to proclaim the gospel. Or in India, where in the last several years, we have seen three unreached tribal people groups now with gospel-centered churches in their villages. This is a miracle. Or places like South Sudan or Ghana or Belize. And one of the things that we are really big on is short-term mission teams. It is our vision to send out 10% of our congregation every year on a short-term mission trip. And this past year, 174 of us stepped out. We rode the wave to another country to experience another culture and to share and live, embody the love of Jesus. These are some pictures of Lebanon. Lebanon is one of our newest global mission partners. And in Lebanon, thousands of Syrian refugees have been coming over the border and into Lebanon. And they arrive in Lebanon and they are in a destitute place. They live in refugee camps. They are a displaced people, impoverished, and the gospel is penetrating. God has raised up this incredible global mission partner named Chris Todd. And Chris and his team are going into these refugee camps and meeting the basic needs of people, sharing the love of Jesus. And one of their basic needs is for education. And he has started two schools. They're informal schools where these young children are learning not only Arabic, not only math and science. They are learning about Jesus Christ and the way of Jesus. And moms are sitting in and observing this. And many of the moms are coming to faith because as they learn about Jesus, they see that the dignity that Jesus has towards women, how he elevates the status of women. And because of that, they're being drawn to Jesus. 
Many of the men, the heads of households, are coming to faith in Jesus. And when that happens, the whole household comes to faith. And this is just one picture of what God is doing. And as the Syrian refugees come to know Jesus and are discipled in the way of Jesus, one day they will return to Syria, to a hardened Islamic state. And there they will proclaim the way of Jesus. They will start churches and many of them will likely die a martyr's death. This is what our church is about. Now, if you don't remember anything that I've shared this morning... I want you to remember these three words. You, the 440, and the nations. You see, God is an incredible God, and he's looking for men and women that he can bless. I want you to imagine yourself with me on the beach of Florida, holding a surfboard. And to be honest with you, I was not all that enthralled about trying to surf. I want you to imagine that you're standing there with me and you're not alone. You are with over 2,400 people who call Bay Area Community Church their home church. And there we are on the shore holding a surfboard ready to step out in faith. We feel the wind, the wind of God's Spirit. It's blowing in our faces. And so we take a step and we step out into the water. We feel the coolness of the water. And as we start going out, we feel the waves pounding against us and then we get on our boards, all of us. And we begin to paddle out and paddle out. And we in faith are going out to ride the biggest wave we can possibly find. We have this all-in commitment that says, I'm going out into the deep end. And Lord, I'm looking for the wave that you have for me. And then all of us, we get on our board and we try to ride this wave. And some of us begin to fall off. It's not a problem. I fell off many, many times, right? Because you're not alone. Not only is Jesus with you in the water, you got 2,000 of your best friends in the water with you. And together we help each other get back on the surfboard. And together we recognize this vision is from God. It's a magnanimous vision. It's a vision for every one of us. It's a vision that has God's heart for people who don't know Jesus. It is a vision for God's heart for the nations. And so we say, we are all in. We are all in. Lord, whatever you want, May the wave of your spirit blow over the waters of our life and we respond in faith, yes, yes. Zechariah chapter four, verse six. Not by might, nor by power, but by my wind declares the Lord of hosts. Father, I pray that the wind of your spirit would so blow upon the waters of our lives, each and every one of us, 
that our answer would be yes, Lord. We want to experience your flourishing in our life. We want to see people come to faith. We want to see the nations reach. We want to be a part of all these things. Make it so, Lord, for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.